Question 1000 KSOO. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another fabulous week of fine conversation and commentary in the best little city in America. It's, uh, it is awesome to be back with you today. Uber producer Dan Peters is off today, and he'll be back. Hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow if he decides to come back and join us here on the Patrick Lally Show, which I think he will. I think he's going to want to do it. He's been gone for a while. Dan's going to have the radio itch. He'll be back. If you've ever had the radio... No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do the radio joke there. Uh, but we've been missing Dan, and uh, we look forward to seeing him back tomorrow. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Mine... Mine was good. Uh, mine was good. Nice and restful and all that. Couple, couple of major events occurred during the uh, four days since we, since we last spoke. Okay. First off, my coyotes. My coyotes went down to Louisiana and uh, beat Nichols, formerly known as Nichols State. You know, I don't know why they took that off there. It's just Nichols now. It looks, it sounds a little funny. So they're playing these guys, these Nichols guys, the colonels, and uh, they got the sword through their helmet and everything. So I, I went and watched the game. I went, I just went to a quiet corner by myself in a, a, a local establishment that has, that can put any game in America on and uh, uh, over there at the barrel house, that's where I go. And they're kind enough to put that coyote game on for me. And I just sat way over in a corner and I was by myself and it was good alone in my, you know, my stress and my tension, uh, watching my coyotes down there in, in Louisiana in Thibodeau, Thibodeau, Louisiana. Uh, but it was quite a game. So right away, things are going good. Looks like my coyotes are going to, and then they, these guys came back. These, uh, the, the colonels from, uh, Nichols and Thibodeau. Yeah. But we held on and it was crazy. Last second, last play of the game, looks like Nichols is going to punch it in for a touchdown and tie the game, right? And go to overtime, which would be bad. It'd just be bad. And we stopped him, and the dude fumbled. And we recovered the fumble, win the game. Woohoo! Go Yotes. No, 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 no. I can't remember the song. Anyway, so we win that game. And so now we're uh, advancing in the FCS playoffs, the football championship subdivision for you folks out there. That's separate from the FBS, the football bowl division. So we're, uh, you know, the second tier there, but you know, big time stuff. And now we have to go to play Sam Houston state down in Texas. So it's just one Southern team after another, but it's, it's looking, I mean, the bracket's good. Uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, Chris Trevler, my quarterback, he was amazing. He's a credible athlete, and we're lucky to have him. Uh, and SDSU starts playoffs this week, too. They're at home. They're taking on UNI up in Brookings, and UNI is playing tough. That's going to be a good game. So we'll watch that. That's That was that was the beginning of, you know, that was part of my weekend. That was Saturday. But on Friday, like apparently the entire city, I was downtown for the Parade of Lights. Now, if you weren't downtown for the Parade of Lights, uh I, I don't know. You probably couldn't find any place, anybody, anywhere because I have never seen that many people at a parade downtown in my life. There was one St. Patrick's Day parade that I was in where you come around the corner up there at uh, 13th and you're headed down the hill in Phillips and you could just see 
you know, all just the rows and rows of thousands of people. This was uh, another step up. There were so many people there. It was eight deep on both sides, uh, people up on the buildings. It was crazy, crazy. But I'm out there with uh, my friends from the Falls Area Bicyclists. We had, we had about 40 riders. Uh, more People had more lights than me. I was not lit up very well because I was busy trying to wrestle three nine-year-old boys uh, to all head the same direction uh, and ride in the parade. And it was, it was really cool. Really cool. We were now. Here's the problem: that we were a little bit late. I was there. They were being shuttled in uh, with the uh, assorted bikes that we had to put together. And uh, I'm waiting, waiting. So they they finally get down there because the traffic is so bad. Okay, you can't. It's like gridlock, you know. Which is fine. I'm not against gridlock when it's for an event like this. If you didn't know the parade of lights was happening, that you should go to 26th Street or something. There are ways around it, people, all right? The city already has shortened the parade route, so it only it doesn't go across 14th Street, so you can get through there. It's fine. Everything's fine, okay? There's so many people. But it, here's a pro tip. If you're going with three nine-year-old boys to ride bikes in the Parade of Lights, maybe you make that decision sometime before two hours before the parade starts. Okay, because it was uh, there was some high level logistical organization going on there. Uh, gloves are important, as it turns out, even when it's warm. As uh, as one of the youngsters said to me, sometimes I shiver even when I'm not cold. He was trying to say he's fine. He wasn't fine. He was fine though. After we bundled him up a little more, and uh, you know we we kept it together pretty well. Um, they were they had a good time and and just seeing that awesome crowd looking in at you is an incredible experience. I really miss the old uh, uh, Jingle Bells run race that used to go up and down or yeah, before the parade, but that's fine. That's, that was on Saturday. Our friends from the arthritis foundation had their fundraiser and it was good. Um, anyway, the parade was awesome. A beautiful night, lots of people, everybody having fun. I was out and about downtown afterwards and there were just people everywhere. So I hope you were down there. I hope you had fun. Hope your holiday was great. We've got a great show for you today. Our guests include Ted Heeren. I always say his name wrong, and he's my friend, Ted Heeren. He is co-owner of Fresh Produce in Sioux Falls, and he is co-host of the Rock Garden Tour on South Dakota Public Broadcasting. He is the flower man, and uh, he and Oil Can have a new TV special coming up. I'm just going to call him the flower man from now on. The flower man will be with us for the second hour. Uh, the boon man is back on his normal Monday time slot, and uh, I will have a PL statement. Just after this next break, today's topic, well, of course, we're going to have a stupid man update because we got to do that. And then we're going to talk a little taxes. You know, there's there's not a ton going on locally. We've got some road deals going on, but we'll talk about all that right after the break. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Surround yourself with the news and information. Seventeen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO, the Bodines for you.
closer to free, and that's what we all want to be, isn't it? Just a little closer to free, a little closer to liberty, a little closer to freedom. And I mean that in the personal sense, the civil rights sense, the human rights sense. That's what drives this show. It's time. I've been uh, looking through the news. It's time for the PL statement. Of course, the Bodine's the uh, official theme song of the PL statement now, after, after some, you know, consideration and. Uh, yeah, experimentation, and we've uh, decided that that's going to work for us, and it works for me. Um, I, as I said, looking through the news, uh, you know, it's a little slow. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little slow, but we'll, we, there's some good stuff going on. There's some good stuff. First, we're going to have to start with the stupid man update, as we've been doing now for a while. Um, not any real new stupid men, uh, near as I can tell, who have been charged with various stages of uh, sexual impropriety. Uh, more just a continuation of the theme continuation scene two of the same characters so except now we've got nancy pelosi involved uh, over the weekend uh she's not of course a stupid man you, you, but this is you know this is what is going to make me mad about this whole thing is that how you know obviously it's going to be about politics because there's politicians involved right so uh pelosi was on some of the weekend shows uh sort of vaguely thinly uh uh defending john conyers representative john conyers who's been in the uh house of representatives since the 60s um and he's been there longer than anybody obviously he news came out that he had uh settled a uh lawsuit uh against a former staffer and so she's on there trying to walk walk the line there and it it wasn't good and then later, Conyers steps down from his chairmanship uh, of the uh, Judiciary Committee, which is fine. He's still in the House, whatever. Um, so, but Pelosi's, you know, trying to trying to walk this line, and it's not possible to walk a political line, okay? Uh, Al Franken was back at work, and you probably heard a lot about what was going on with the senator there from Minnesota. Uh, he said he doesn't remember whether he touched women inappropriately while having his picture taken with them at campaign events. Of course, he has uh, apologized to the uh, woman who he uh, says forcibly kissed her on a USO tour in 2006 and then had that uh, rather very inappropriate photo while she was sleeping. So he can't run away from that. Um, but now there's people, women coming out, like when he's taking pictures and stuff at the state fair, saying he, he, he fondled their, their hinder, which is... Not a good idea. That's a very bad idea. Uh, but he's saying, I take thousands and thousands of pictures, sometimes in chaotic and crowded situations. I can't say I haven't done that. I'm very sorry if these women experience that. Uh, so that's him trying to uh, keep his job. A lot of calls for him to resign. It's brought in the whole Clinton scandal. Um, but, uh, you know, I to me, the, uh, the offender in chief still is Roy Moore. Um, and because he, you know, he... He refuses, refuses to admit the possibility that he did anything wrong. And to me, that's, that's bad. You, you can't just stand up to this, and it's just pure politics. Uh, and the president said he's going to support him. That's probably not a good idea, but that was his decision. So I, the, the worst, this is the worst in party politics. This is the absolute worst trying to rationalize identical behavior that you condemn. You know, there's a lot of talk about hypocrisy and there's plenty to go around. Pelosi screwed it up big time this weekend. 
the president continues to screw it up massively. John Thune, no friend of bipartisanship, affirmed uh, over the weekend, I think, on one of the news shows, that Moore should step down and ask the president to suggest to Moore that he should step down, which he clearly didn't and is clearly stupid. Uh, you know, when you've lost John Thune on a partisan issue, you got trouble. And obviously, pretty much everybody in the Senate says Moore should step aside. And he just keeps on going. And it's all it's going to do is, if he wins, create that much more chaos in Congress. And the president, I think the president wants chaos. I've said that before. It's the Bannon way. Uh, not a lot going on locally. I see, I saw a, uh, uh, an item in the cap journal from pier, uh, that said last week, actually, I missed it this week, um, or when it happened that, uh, they approved the new connection of highway 100 in Sioux Falls from rice to the interstate, um, 55, $54 million project. Uh, it's a big one. And it's also quite possibly, they think the largest, uh, single state public construction project. So that's impressive. So the winning bid went to Riley Brothers Construction of Morris, Minnesota. They had the low bid. That's a big deal for us here in the best little city in America because it hooks 100 to the interstate and, you know, keeps keeps uh, uh, people over there, <laughs> keeps them Iowans over there. Uh, no, it's, it's a, it is a really big project. And, uh, you know, as much as I talk about roads here, that it, that's going to be kind of transformational for that area. Uh, that includes all the curbs, gutters, and all that stuff. So, uh, tax plan, you know, it's a kind of a fast-moving target here. A lot of news on it. Um, I just, I don't know why it has to go so fast. And again, this goes to party politics. But if you're going to make tax policy and you're actually going to reform the tax system, why do you throw in the individual mandate? There is really no simplicity in reform. Um, There's no way around the fact that this plan benefits the wealthiest among us, and there's some benefit to the middle class, but much less extent. And yeah, I know the rich have more, pay more taxes because they got more money. I have, I understand all that. Uh, But the estate tax, I mean, as as dumb as a tax it is, as it is, it's so such a minute portion of our society. The exemptions have been raised so far that hardly anybody pays the tax. So the first $5.5 million of any estate for, uh, as a, a single person inheriting that is exempt. It's $11 million for couples. That's a lot of money. Okay, and I understand that if you've got billion dollars, you're going to pay a lot in taxes. If you're Donald Trump's kids, you're going to pay a lot of taxes. But it is so such a fine, fine bit of, of the populace that it shouldn't even matter, really. And I know there's philosophical issues saying that it's money that's taxed twice, but a lot of it isn't. A lot of it is real estate. A lot of it is, is uh, uh, investments in stocks and in bonds, stuff you don't pay taxes on while they're growing. So, yeah, some of it you pay twice on. Some of it you don't. And the fact is, you want to get rid of the estate tax? Cool, get rid of the estate tax. That's fine with me. But if you're going to do it, you have to. You can't just get rid of it, and in the and not uh, uh, bring it in on the other side. You have to find money somewhere. And it's not even. It's twenty million dollars, twenty billion dollars, I think, a year. So is it a lot? Of, it's a fair amount of money, but it's not that much money. 
the problem is that it's it's you know it is there's no way around the fact that you're trying to cut taxes for rich people and there's not as much benefit for middle class the doubling of the uh, standard exemption yes that helps the middle class but the way this thing is built if that goes away it's sunsetted in 10 years if it goes away everybody's gonna have to start paying more taxes all of a sudden you put the next congress in a horrible position horrible position this just isn't the way to uh, reform the tax system the, the corporate America is sitting on huge piles of tax cash right now, and they just aren't spending it. So the notion that by cutting taxes means that money's going to trickle down into the economy, has, it's never proven to be true. Make reasonable choices with taxes. You, you, you should, we should cut that corporate rate. We should for competitive reasons. But that is a different discussion than trying to wrap it all up into this this uh, tax plan and then selling it as a middle-class tax plan that's going to stimulate the economy because it's not going to do those things. Not really, not from an economic sense. The stock market was already going up, all right? You can't say, I, I don't buy the Trump bump. There is some optimism, yes. But if they don't pass some sort of reasonable tax reform plan, that optimism is going to go away pretty fast and they've got trouble. I see Rand Paul's on board. That's going to help. But there's still plenty of people who aren't on board. And maybe they'll squeeze every senator they can get and they will pass something out of the Senate. Then you got to reconcile the two. By Christmas? Really, by Christmas. Why do we have to do it by Christmas? It's, I mean, agree or disagree with the policy. The timeline is absurd. And as I said, corporate America is already sitting on piles and piles of cash. They've come back from the recession. The large corporations in this company of co- country have come back, you know, very well. And if having extra cash meant they would spend extra cash, they'd already be doing it. But they're not doing it. Why is that? That's a question for the economists. Maybe not uh, the folks who are making decisions right now because this, this deal is patched together. It seems bad. I don't like it. Agree or disagree? You can email me, Patrick, at KSO.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at P. Lally Show and talk to us there. I always enjoy hearing from folks and hearing, um, you know, your points of view, what you believe in. Uh, I've got a thing coming up I want to do pretty soon about uh, the one-minute manifesto, okay? You have to break down what you believe into one minute. It makes you think very deeply about the fundamental underpinnings of your own public and political philosophies. Anyway. That's for another show. I look forward to rolling that out for you. Coming up after the break, it's the Boon Man on Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Brian Kilmeade. 335 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And it's Cheap Trick with Dream Police. With can, what can only mean one thing, which can only mean one thing, and that's we've got the Boon Man on the line for Weird Friends because it's Monday and that's what we like to do. Boon Man, thanks for being with us today. Yay! Yay, Monday. We should probably give you a different day. No, no, I love Mondays. It's They're a good awesome. way to start your week. 
It's the best way to start my week, and really, the week never ends. It's just all there; all the days are all running together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're a very busy guy. Oh, very things are busy. happening. You're you're all over the place. You uh, you told us last oh, week baby. that you had to go into the the frigid north to uh, for the holiday. Did you make it out okay? Was there any loss of life? No, uh, no, it was great, uh, great smooth sailing all the way there. There was some forecast of cold and whatnot, but man, I am telling you, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know, we kind of live in flat country here, prairie country, but yeah. if you go north of Summit, not yes. Summit Avenue, but Summit, South Dakota, yep. you know, north of Watertown, that's where you get up into the high flat prairie, and man, is it flat up there. It's one of the most amazing sites. If you've, if you've lived here a long time and you've never taken the trip up into North Dakota, and you come up over, you come up a hill, and it you see North Dakota just spread before you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like looking. It's like you can almost see the curvature of the Earth because yes. it's so it, flat. I'm telling you, and there's no trees. I mean, you think there's no trees here? Right, there's no trees there. And I, I mean, I bet you could watch your dog run away for two weeks <laughs> in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, every uh, day you'd come out, yeah, and there's a little chap. He's just there. getting smaller. Smaller and, smaller and when they had the flooding up there you know it was you know the water was about a foot deep and yeah 72 miles wide and it is um, i i did live in grand forks north dakota for a yeah. year of my life that i can never get back and uh the the way the river and the dike system works it is when it gets when it breaks through over the dike it's all bets are off and yeah. they've got a whole new system up there now from when i lived there but it was, uh, it's very, very flat. <laughs> There's it no is. way around it. And I was, uh, and I was also out in the, in the wilds of South Dakota. And, um, you know, it's, a, it is an amazing state that we live in great wildlife. And I, I, I thought of that contrast today as I was taking a stroll through central Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. um, you know, just up and down the streets yep. and just out for a nice walk. Uh, out out on the streets and the wildlife that we see here and the wildlife we see out in the in the country out out in the country when I was out uh, doing some uh trying to help control the deer population <laughs> maintain that here in South Dakota as a responsible sportsman yeah um you know pheasants not many didn't see a lot of pheasants but waterfall a lot of waterfall uh coyote skunk possum badgers badgers uh, Badgers. <laughs> and I know we don't need no stinking badgers. No, but, uh, we don't. You know, I didn't see any badgers, but uh, I saw badger holes. Because, you know, if you see a badger during the daytime... Run. There's probably something wrong with that badger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, good thing I was heavily armed. But, yeah, uh, you know, white-tailed right. deer, mule deer, turkey. Um, but, you know, but you, you, if you look around when you're walking around right here in River City... Mm-hmm. Walking around town, you'll see a lot of what, a lot of birds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're the blackbirds. You know, there's a lot of blackbirds. Yeah, starlings. You know, I don't know if they're crows or they're not ravens, but I don't know if they're really crows. Well, the crows are creepy. They're the big black ones, and they'll be like picking at some carrion on the road. You yeah, know, some down yeah. squirrel or something, and it's just they're yeah. they're big and they're creepy. Yeah, but uh, the uh, the starlings, the little ones, have you you've seen those? Like yeah. when you were out hunting, where they do that swirl yep. thing. Yes. Yep. That that is just amazing. 
Uh, it, it's like they 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 miss, they miss work on that. It's like uh, yes. like a like the flag corps <laughs> synchronized dance. Yes, uh, but all right, squirrels. The squirrels oh, in yeah. town. I'm telling you, the squirrels in town. They're fat and lazy, and they're taking it. The, they're taking a hit. I mean, they're falling off things and. Oh yeah, but there's so many of them. It, it doesn't matter. They're all over the place, and they're fat and lazy, just like most Americans, myself <laughs> included. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, you look around. We, you know, we have just we have so much stuff, and that's when I. The other thing that I notice when we walk around is all the stuff that people have, and all the stuff that people throw away, and you know, just crazy stuff. Like today, I saw we don't. We really don't need to have. Um, uh, little furry antlers and a red nose on our car. Oh you boy! You don't need to have those. No, you don't. I mean, but if there's somebody listening in particular out there who's uh, ridiculous, <laughs> who's who's close to me, they're going to take offense at that. Nuts. Uh, I, I saw one today. I almost got ran over by the person with them. Was it? I a, almost got ran over by a reindeer car. Was, was it a Subaru oh. Forester? Yeah, it was. As a matter of fact, it's a great Subaru Forester. Uh, I don't Forester. remember. I... Life was flashing before my eyes at twentieth and yes. twenty twenty second and I don't know summit I, or so. I think I know that. Uh, in fact, I know that I know <laughs> that driver of that particular car. Uh, um, that's funny. Uh, probably listening right now, and uh, on the list of things we don't need: antlers and red noses on our cars. Well, that. Yeah, I I would agree with that statement, and yeah. but oh, it's bad. But the squirrels are fun. They're very daring. Uh, I mean, they've got no fear of humans. Um, no, not I at mean, all. I, I had a couple uh, looking for change. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like spare change if I had any on me. Yeah, uh, just I don't to know throw. They're going to go buy some candy bars or what? But, <laughs> they, but crows. Now, it's funny you should mention crows because yep. now in the you see them more in the country, but I did see some in a tree today. And they looked creepy. Yeah, they're big, but you usually see them on the roadways mm-hmm. picking at some sort of roadkill. And they fly away. I mean, there's no you can't well, kill crows. You know? Well, what I mean? oh no, actually, you know, the South Dakota Game Fish and Parks they just completed a study yeah. about that because really? you do see dead crows along the roadway uh, about probably 200 a year uh, along South Dakota highways. And there was some concern a while back that there was uh, bird flu, avian flu. Ah, yeah. Uh, so they, you know, they, the boys in brown, they're at the South Dakota Game Fish and Parks. They did their, you know, pathology and mm-hmm. they, they uh, looked at all the, the remains of all these crows and um, figured out that it wasn't bird flu, but it was vehicular impact. Yeah. So people and, running over the crows. Well, yeah. And so what happened, they, but the, as they're looking at the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the birds' uh, bodies, mm-hmm. as they, you know, they're recovering them. Uh, there's paint, different types of paint on the bird's beaks and claws, and they analyzed it and determined that 98% of the crows were killed um, by impact with trucks hmm. and only 2% killed by impact with a car. And at first they couldn't figure out why there was such a disproportionate number uh, killed by the trucks. Well, the, the boys in brown, mm-hmm. they're pretty smart. They figured it out. When, the, when crows eat roadkill, mm-hmm. uh, they always have a lookout crow. Like in a tree or up on a wire, yeah. to warn of danger. Mm-hmm. And the conclusion they came to was that um, uh, on these lookout crows, lookout crows, mm-hmm. uh, all of them could say "caw," none <laughs> of them could say "truck." <laughs> oh God! I thought that was for about for a little while. I thought that was like a real study. No, and it then, wasn't really. No, a it study. wasn't. That's not a real study. It was a really. 
really long, bad joke. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> hey, you know, I before I let you go, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about this sh- on the show on Friday with Thea Miller Ryan from the from the outdoor campus. The black squirrels. Have you seen these? The devil squirrels. No. That I don't. They're. I think they're migrating north into the city because if you go over by like uh, Tuthill Park over there, and in the southeast and south, there's these black devil squirrels. I don't and, like getting much south of downtown. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, and maybe there's some sort of uh, geographic species barrier that will keep them from moving too far to the north. But okay. if you're ever over there and you see them, don't panic. But we're gonna gotcha. get we're gonna get the gist on why there are these the 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 plurif, 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 proliferation of black devil squirrels. Well, I'll be tuning in for sure. There you go. That's Friday with Thea Miller Ryan. So, uh, Boone Man, thanks for hanging out with us today. My pleasure. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information One Thousand KSOO. We've gathered today's talkers. Kill me. 348 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. You get a shiver in the dark. It's raining in the park. But meantime. The classic. Dire Straits, Sultans of Swing. I'd like to pop that one out there for you every once in a while. Hey, folks, I mentioned earlier in the program during at the end of the P&L uh, that I have been I've been noodling, noodling this idea around a little bit in in my uh, uh, limited brain. And it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. And it's called the one minute manifesto. OK, and I think it's a great opportunity for the listeners of the Patrick Lally show to crystallize what it is that drives your belief system. Okay? So when, you, when you're doing a gig like this, when you're doing AM radio, talk show host, and you're talking about issues and news and all that kind of stuff, you, gotta, you have to have some sort of philosophical concrete base, right? You, you, just, you have to, when, you, when you're pontificating about something or you're analyzing something, you're asking, where's that come from? What's your... What is your philosophical structure? What are your core beliefs? When you have to boil it all down, what is it that makes you feel and believe the things that you believe? I think everybody should do that as a citizen, right? Because it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier with party, whether it's the tax cuts or it's uh, uh, the continuing uh, revelations about sexually inappropriate behavior or what have you get people who make decisions and they say things based on organizational structure that may or may not serve their belief system. And I don't care what it is necessarily that you believe. I mean, I, I really don't, but I believe that you are entitled to free will where you're born with free will as a human being but that you are entitled to the expression and the exploration of the belief system that you believe is best for the collective whole of society. All right. And that's your one minute manifesto because if you cannot express it in one minute, maybe you haven't thought about it enough. Not, and this isn't like 
quoting uh, Ronald Reagan, okay, or quoting um, uh, John F. Kennedy. It's figuring out where it is your core belief emanates from. For me, and I, I'm I'm going to work this up because I want to do I want to do a sample one minute manifesto, and I want people to uh, give us their own manifesto. You could we're going to work out the details on this, but there's a lot of different ways to deliver the audio. I mean, we could bring people in here. You could record it. I can come to you and record it. There's a lot of different ways you find a lot of apps that you could just email it to us. Although I will verify it. But I want, I want to have that discussion. Like what, for me, it's fundamentally based in the principles of the enlightenment. And I know that you've heard me talk about these things a lot, about the transformation of thinking that produced the idea that an individual human being has rights that are fundamental to them, inherent to them because they're human. I think, therefore, I am. That was Descartes, I believe. René Descartes. And how we took those principles and turned them into the greatest democracy the world has ever known. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't, I claim no great uh, vision. I claim no great insight. But I've tried through my life to figure out why do I reject or react, I'm sorry, react viscerally to certain issues? Where does that come from? You know, where did I develop a belief that individual liberty and freedoms, in much of which is, is, is written into our Constitution in the Bill of Rights, is fundamental to what I believe. And I don't always know, right? Because we have visceral reactions sometimes to what people say and news and things that happen. But I think it's important when you have those emotions and reactions to understand what are they based on? Because you can't have a broader discussion about anything, whether it's taxes or education or military spending or, or, you know, basic laws of civil behavior without understanding why you believe these things. And I think that's much of what we've lost. So I'm going to invite you to offer up your opinions, your belief systems, your one minute manifesto. And we're going to get that going here pretty soon. Um, but I'd love to hear what you think on this issue, Patrick at KSOO. Uh, we're going to be opening up the phones when Dan gets back on some of these issues and we're going to take some calls and uh, you can you know, use the Twitter feed at P. Lally Show to shoot us a message. I, I just like hearing from you all. Anyway, coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk with Ted Heeren. He is the flower man from the uh, Rock Garden Tour on public broadcasting, and he is uh, a very interesting cat, and we're going to have a great conversation. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Pop in the earbuds with without- 358 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Love can make you weep. Can make you 
Crowded House, something so strong. Coming up on uh, December 14, 15, 16, 17, it's uh, Christmas at the Cathedral. That's a big deal. All four nights, 7.30 p.m., plus a 1 p.m. performance on Saturday and 2 p.m. on Sunday. You're going to want to do that. It's a, it's a big event. Go to ccfesd.org for more information. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Ted Hereen. He is the flower man on public broadcasting. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Greetings. Uh, one of my favorite Creed songs. Maybe the my favorite Creed song. And thank God I'm not a senator son these days. It's a, it's a tough market out there for politicians, and we've been talking about their failings and, uh, uh, you know, for quite a while now. But I think that's why I enjoy that song. I was talking about the uh, one-minute manifesto before the break, and, uh, you know, I find some solace in music like that, you know, some sort of populist base for myself. Not populism in the sense that it's become with the Trump administration, but I, I go back to a more... A, a quieter time, a more rural time, a more rural populism. And uh, that's some of who I am. But hey, folks, I want to tell you about uh, coming up, starting on December 1st and running through the 24th. It's the Miracle on 41st Street dr- Toy Drive. Drop off a new toy, cash donation, or item of need at the Children's Inn gift wrapping booth in the Macy's Wing of the Empire Mall. Have your gifts wrapped at the booth for a cash donation to the Children's Inn. For a list of items of need, click on our website kso.com drop-off bins will also be set up at the washington pavilion during the tonic soul fa holiday concerts on december 1st and 2nd a special thanks to great plains dental great western bank and excel energy for helping sponsor this year's event it is a great toy drive for a fantastic organization and i encourage you all to get involved with that coming up after the news we're going to talk not the news just after a commercial we're going to talk with ted heron he is in studio The Flower Man is in our midst, and we're going to talk about a really cool new program that's coming up on public broadcasting, public television, and you are going to be able to, uh, you know, listen and watch that coming up real soon. There's a special showing that we're going to tell you about. It's a fundraiser and uh, opportunity for you to get in early. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. So, oh, I've got a tiger by the tail that's plain to see. I won't be much when you get through with me. 412 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Looks like I've got a tiger by the tail. And I don't know why, but I thought, how would you introduce Ted Heron, the flower man of the Rock Garden Tour? Keeping it, the, the famed uh, originator of keeping it rural, little Buck Owens. Yeah, you got it right. It's outstanding. I, you just don't hear enough Buck Owens anymore. No. If you look it up in a book, yeah. how do you introduce the flower man? 
<laughs> There's like five songs that they list, and this is like number three. Yeah, I, I was going to go, you know, my intention was to have uh, some of your fine uh, original ballads mm-hmm. from like Under Pressure. Yeah. It's, is that, that, isn't that an Under Pressure? Uh, the Flower Man, of course, is the uh, host of the Rock Garden Tour that started as a radio show way back when and has now become a public television uh video special mm-hmm. um and so we're very happy I, when i when i started this show uh back in the late 60s mm-hmm. um i thought you know that's kind of what i want to be i want to be like i want to be like ted heron let's get him on the show and it's just taken me a while to get you on so well i'm for, glad thanks for having me yeah thanks for coming so let's uh we're gonna we're gonna jump to the the current issue which is uh and then we're gonna go back yeah right? we're gonna, okay. this is gonna be our storytelling forum uh-huh. here today you have uh, a big event coming up on the 30th. That's Thursday, right? Yep. And uh, uh, tell the good people out there what this thing is. It's the big city premiere of the Bad River Road Show. Yeah. So it's our fourth television special. And we wanted to do it big. So we're going we're gonna to host the, the screening, the big city premiere downtown in Sioux Falls on Thursday night at Icon. Yeah. And we're doing a little party. We're having a mixer. So the whole cast and crew is going to be there. News from Pierre is going to be there. My cousin Rattlesnake is going to be there. We're all going to be there signing, uh, you know, posters. Oil can? Yeah, oil can is going to be there. Yeah. He'll be doing sound effects. Oh, good. Um, there's going to be raffled gifts and prizes that you can enter to win. Um, and it's a fundraiser for SDPB. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's like a show inside a show. Show inside I of mean, a show. You're going to have the the... The television special, which, which is how long? With the television special is 58 minutes. Okay. Cut down from like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. But the television special is also a show inside of a show. It's our radio show. Oh. But it's a TV show. Got it. It's so really this weird. Is, this is actually a show it's inside yeah. a show inside of an event. Yeah. yeah. So it's because, really hard. Yeah. Well, it, it, you, you just come down there and you see it. That yeah. You have to experience it, You have it, to right? experience it. It's more like, uh, uh, you know, uh, theater. It's a, yeah. what do we, like a, a expressionist art. Yeah, that's exactly what, what it is. Yeah. Like when people ask me, what's the rock art and tour? I just kind of, it's expression. It, you got to know about expressionist art. Yeah, exactly. It's expressionism. <laughs> With a banjo. Yeah. Or, or a kazoo. A kazoo and, and some produce. Yeah. The, will, will there be produce available? Probably not. Okay. We, we, to, we toyed with the idea of having squash. Yeah, you should have. Um, which is a staple of the show. Oil can doesn't like it. It's a little too sinewy for him. Yeah, doesn't doesn't like the stringy texture. Oh man, a little uh, like a banana squash. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good eating. Sunshine is my favorite. Have you had a sunshine squash? No. It's it's almost like eating a potato. It's got a similar texture to the potato. Really? We had a squash taste test. Yeah. A handful of years ago, four years ago, and um, actually we've done it two or three times where we invited people to come into the show, mm-hmm. and we served all, all manner, all sorts of varieties of squash that mm-hmm. Coach down at the family farm would grow yeah. on his plot. Down by, uh, not Pumpkin Norway Center. Center. Norway Center. Pumpkin yeah. Center is, uh, was uh, Al Newharth. You're yeah. Norway Center. got to keep my media giants yeah. separate. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, Coach would plant any type of squash he could find. So any squash <laughs> seed he could find, he's growing them. Yeah. And then we would we would have we would have people taste test each variety and then they would vote and Sunshine won best you know I think it was it was either most beautiful or best tasting. So know. it's also an attractive squash. Oh, very pretty. What's this? Might have won both. <laughs> the sweep. Yeah. <laughs> Four man the function. The two big awards. <laughs> so it probably what, won them both. It's what, orange. Okay. Well, our 
are all not all squashes are orange, yeah. but that's the one you think of. Yeah, right? the acorn is the deep kind of emerald green, isn't it? Yeah, the acorn, and then you've got the butternut, which is kind of a staple. Yeah, and that's sort of like flesh toned. Yeah, yeah, and then the, the banana squash, which is tougher. I don't know if it grows in this climate. Oh, I think it does. Does yeah. it? I think there's a variety that grows here. That's why we like it because it's hardy. Yeah, I mean the squash. That's, that's why, why you we... like the squash. Yeah, because, because it's hardy. It will take you through the deepest winter. Yeah. If it's properly canned and stored. Yeah, there's a connection to the squash because it is a hearty produce. Yeah. You, we connect with it in, because of that, I think. That's, yeah, that's why it's special to us. Got it. Uh, we're talking with Ted Heron. He is the flower man of public broadcasting fame and, uh, and the co-owner of uh, local, do you call it an advertising agency or what do you we call it? We never know what to call it because yeah. it's had a whole bunch of names over the years. You know, it started off as ad agency and then it became like a marketing firm and right. then it was a brand firm. Branding was the deal. Yeah, that, yeah. And w- you just kind of do all of that. So, But that it's fresh produce, yeah. and we do call it an ad agency. Okay. It's, it's fresh produce. If, if you need something done, you ask them, and then they'll take a shot at it. Yeah, we'll take a shot at it. Yeah. We'll take a crack at it. You've been doing this now for let's, – let's talk about the origins now of, oh, yeah. of the Rock Garden Tour. So when did you actually start the Rock Garden Tour? Well, you know, as most big things that kind of change the uh, the cultural landscape, right? You know, um, Rock Garden Tour started off mostly as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. No, I understand that yeah. completely. Mostly as a joke. I growing up on on a farm at Norway Center, and that's sort of in between Beersford and Canton and Alcester. Oh, beautiful country. Yeah. We had a Hudson, South Dakota address. We had an Alcester, South Dakota phone number. And we went to high school in Beersford. Oh, that's wild. And then we got the groceries over in Canton. <laughs> and then we also went to the Pizza Hut in Canton. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. So we were right in the middle there. Canton's, out of all those communities, Canton's really the entertainment district. Oh, yeah. You got the wheel and the pizza. The Black Angus Bar and Grill. The Black Angus. Yep. Outstanding. <laughs> Uh, so that's where growing up yeah. on a family farm, I was into gardening. My yeah. my grandma Heron was a huge gardener. My dad and mom were huge into gardening, and you know, grew up where gardening was was. Uh, it helped you. It, it they did it with a different um, inspiration. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily fun. It was <laughs> this is it, it helped us get by. It wasn't a hobby. Yeah. So it was pretty serious gardening, and I grew yep. up just kind of enjoying the lifestyle. It was just kind of part of who I am. It was how I connected to the land, and of course, we had a family farm, small farm. Dad raised hogs and cattle, and and we had goats, and he tried buffalo mm-hmm. and all sorts of you know. Was your dad? Your dad was an experimenter. He was like, an experimenter, and and a lot of good South Dakota f- farmers you find, especially in the old days, you small. They would try about anything. He'd try anything. Yeah. Yeah. So bison, that how'd that go? It didn't go well. <laughs> He lost a finger. There's a really that's a whole interview, but he did lose his finger because of it. Because of well, they're <laughs> but he tried it. Yeah, but well, they're big. Yeah, oh, they're big. Even yearlings. Yeah, they, and they're kind of you make them mad. And they can they're t- stubborn. Yeah, I take you out because they yeah. ain't going. They'll go wherever they want to go. Yeah. Well, and uh, so grew, grew <laughs> up with gardening and farming and just rural life being mm-hmm. something that I connected to. Um, but then I had four older sisters. And they were literally a singing group, the Heron Sisters. They were all very talented. They Mm -hmm. still are very talented performers. Mm -hmm. And they had a song and dance act. And they would travel around in the van. We had a big van 
Chevy. And it might have been a Dodge mm-hmm. D- diesel. And 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 they're <laughs> playing course. they're playing the Iowa pork producers state meeting. You know, they're they're You're playing kidding. the Minnesota State Fair. They're playing the Beersford South Dakota Centennial. And so what kind of act was this? They did a Motown medley. Really? Yeah, which you wouldn't expect. <laughs> no, they did a Motown no medley. Center. And then they they did mm-hmm. so they did that and then they did um they did a John Anderson song, Swingin'. My yeah, sister Heather oh, yeah. was lead vocalist on Absolutely. that one. Absolutely. And then some of the classic 50s rock and roll, Yak, 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 Yakety Yak. They do some of the, you know, harmony, like the classic kind yeah, of- Yeah, great harmony. Uh, I'm thinking of like the Lemon Sisters and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, the Mandrells were hot at that oh, time. Yeah. And they were into the Mandrells. That way, I can see that. Yeah, and so they were into some of these country and western singers, but mm-hmm. they were also into Motown, so they had kind of a nice balance to their act. Well, how I got into it is I didn't like it. You know, I <laughs> I wanted to stay home and play farm, or I right. wanted to be outside in the grove, and and uh, but mom and dad couldn't leave me there. They couldn't leave me home alone, yeah. so they had to bring me along. Oh, and man. so... In 1984, I started. I started to be the intro. It would introduce the act. Oh, really? I was the MC. I was six or seven. I was six. That's outstanding. My first gig when I introduced the girls was the Beersford Centennial. Yeah. So that was 1984. A lot of people there, you know. Oh yeah, and it was it was on video. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's yeah, still it's, available. It's still available. And so that was kind of a big. And I remembered all my lines. It was a huge, huge hit. And then I would, I would introduce the act. From then on, I introduced their act. So you had a role. That's I good. had a role. Yeah. Now you liked it, and and I, I sang all the tunes, but I didn't I didn't really like it. But but uh, you know, performing was in our blood. We yep. just kind of into music and into performing. And so then when I went to college, I studied broadcast journalism, which I thought maybe I I would end up doing someday. Mm-hmm. But then I also studied horticulture because I was interested in gardening. Mm-hmm. And really, mostly I was just confused. I didn't know what I wanted <laughs> yeah, to do. So you right. just kind of major in things that you're interested in. People would ask me, "Well, what are you going to do after college?" And that that stumped me for a couple years until I figured out this little joke. Yeah. I told them, well, someday I'm going to produce a, a rock and roll gardening show. And it yes. always, you know, always got a little snicker. It yep. wasn't, it wasn't a big laugh, but no. it was a little <laughs> snicker. And then we could move on to other things. Because you drill if you deliver it properly, yeah. where there's that moment of. They just be quiet. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Someday I'm going to produce a rock and roll gardening show. But then at some point I was interning at a radio station and I just decided, you know, that's actually what I want to do. Yeah. As it turns out, that, so was, I, in, that was just in there somewhere. Yeah. So I presented a, a little mixtape, which I made two hours. Uh, mixtape of what I thought the show would sound like, and I gave it to the program director, and he never listened to it. The, <laughs> the program director was Mike Hart, who is now my business partner. Really? At I didn't Produce. know that either. Yeah, yeah. So he never listened to it, um, and at some point, he just felt guilty, I think. <laughs> you know, I broke him down, and so he gave me the... Uh, now, you're on in the afternoon. Yeah. So... It, just imagine this. Yeah. Imagine if you, so this is a pretty decent time slot, but imagine if right out of the gate, mm-hmm. you got to produce your show Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. <laughs> 10 oh, to week, midnight. It was just a weekly show. Weekly show. Outstanding. 10 to midnight. And this is in Brookings? Brookings, yeah. Because you went to X1071. Is it still the KDBX? Yeah, I think uh, it's still the station. It's wow. changed hands a few right, times since right. then. Uh, yeah. Well, you did this while you were going to college. It was my college internship is when I started, and so it was right after, fresh out of college. So that was two thousand, the summer of two thousand, and then um, I've been doing a, f- a version of the show ever since on a bunch of different radio stations. So you started in college, then you at some point you moved down to Sioux Falls. Moved down to Sioux Falls, and you had a show. Where was the first place you did the show down here? Q ninety five point seven Feller Broadcasting. Yeah, Rob Feller, and yep. I can't remember his brother's name, but they. 
they were great to us. They didn't real they don't realize how much we appreciate them because they let us on the air. Yeah. Sunday nights. Yeah. From I think nine to eleven or and, eight to ten. And that's when I started listening to yeah. it, which is quite a while ago now that I think about it. it two thousand five was our first show. Oh, wow. And then somehow you moved over to uh, a, a public station, right? Yep. Eventually, we, we uh, sent a tape to our friend Joe Telestas yep. with, with public broadcasting at the time, and he put us on, he put us on statewide radio. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, and then eventually, we, um, we were invited to produce the show live in front of people. So we were just producing it in a mm-hmm. closet. You, know? right. uh, you were doing like a three-hour show that you would cut down to an hour. Yeah, right. And then, and then uh, they invited us to do a live show at the South Dakota Festival of Books in Deadwood. And I can't remember what year that was, but it was a number of years ago. And so we, that was the first time we played the show in front of people where we did some tunes yeah. and we had some jokes. And it was, it was, you know, it's a lot different than a stand-up act. <laughs> yeah, you that's know. right. It's more choreographed. It, yeah, but it's, it's like a radio show that you're putting in front of people. So it took, a, it took a lot of practice for us to figure out how to do it in front of people. Right. But now that is what we, you know, that's what you see when you're seeing the TV shows that we do. Yep. You see kind of that radio show, putting it, you put it in front of people and then. And now this new show you're taking to kind of another stage. Yeah. With yeah. A, kind of a movie inside the show. Right. Yes. That's amazing. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that with Ted Heron. He is the flower man from South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Big special coming up and a showing on Thursday that we'll talk about. This is the Patrick Lally Show on. In- 4.33 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. A little more Buck Owens. It's a continuing our theme here for the day with the visit of the flower man, Mr. Ted Heron. He hosts the Rock Garden Tour on public television. Form is it even on radio anymore? Or just just TV. It's just on TV right now. Yeah, it'll be on radio again soon. I see. Right now, it's on internet radio. Yeah. Oh, so you're still producing the radio show for public broadcasting on their internet station at RockGardenTour.com. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you can watch it. So you're still doing a radio production yep. just for your own internet station. Yes. How's yeah. that going? It's going good. It's it's fun. You know, we you know, we you can do anything now. Right. You can do anything. You can do it any way you want because technology isn't that hard to come by. Not right. not even as hard as it was in, you know, two thousand when we started. I mean right. actually in two thousand it was hard not just anybody could go out and put together a studio and start producing a, well, I mean, certain people could, if they yeah. were into pirate, if you knew, if you had a guy, that could, <laughs> yeah, that's but right. just a normal guy couldn't do that. Right. Now you can't. Now you can't. So we have a studio in, in my in-home studio and we produce our show out of there. Well, that's awesome. And what, how do we find that again? That's at rockgardentour.com. And I can download that as well. Yeah. Well, you podcast. can't download it. It's just a stream. Oh, just really? a stream right now. Yeah. So, but it's always going. Yeah. Oh, that is really and so you cool. can listen to our playlist. You get to hear our music, and we have some local shows on there. We have uh, um, Dan Nissen. He puts together a curated playlist every day at three o'clock. You can listen to the Total Drag Show. Oh, cool! Yeah, and that's a record store in downtown yep. Sioux Falls, yep. and, and um, the center of all hipness. Yeah, and so you get some new music, and then you hear our show on there, and then we do live broadcasts from there. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So yeah. you you stay fresh. You We're keep staying your chops. Fresh. Yeah, but but the big shows, uh, you know, we do live shows now, and then we do these TV shows every once in a while. And then I think someday, probably sooner than later, we'll be back on public radio. We're just you know, just trying something new. Yeah. So the the on Thursday you're having this premiere of yep. 
of the, the big city premiere. Uh, and that is, uh, what time does it start? Starts at seven o'clock. And so you'll start with uh, a kind of an intro, some sort of festivities, or is it just fire up at seven? Festivities at seven. Festivities so that's at the seven. meet and greet. You get to meet news from Pierre. You get to meet Oil Camp. Got um, it. You get to uh, enter to win yourself some Rock Garden Tour raffled prizes. Yeah. Okay. And then you're going to show the program. We might play some tunes. Oh. Before the sh- before the screening. Songs that didn't make it into the final cut. Songs uh, that were left on the cutting room floor. There's a song about Chislick on there. Oh, how do you not include the song about... Is, is it? Is it's the, actually called You Can't Make a Living Out of Being Cool. <laughs> but it's about... What it's about is Chislick. It's, it's the foundation of the song <laughs> is Chislick. Um, and we should say that the, the original tune, so you have that, and you've also got... Uh, is it turn up your radio, or is that just a phrase? It's just a phrase that yeah. we like to say. Raised, raised on sweet corn and sour luck is another phrase we yeah. like to say. But do you have uh, uh, under pressure? Under pressure, it's not going to be in the show, but that's one of our classic parodies. Yes. So did you have to write a bunch of new stuff for the show? We were, Yeah, we always have new... There's new songs, lots of new songs for this one. In fact, Patrick, we, uh, we wrote a song the night before <laughs> really? for this show. Yeah. Outstanding. I'll give you the setup for the. Can I give you the setup Would for the you? show? That would be great. So, Fort Pierce, South Dakota, just turned 200. Okay. Bicentennial. Got it. Big deal. We were looking for an angle for our fourth television special, and and I just happened to have a friend, Chris Maxwell, who's on the Fort Pierce Bicentennial Planning Committee. That's big. That's a tough yeah. gig. So when when you're in volunteer late night radio, yeah. <laughs> You just, you got to play your angles, you, yeah, you know, and I thought, right. oh, I got a guy on the board. Let's, yeah. let's kind of, let's try to get this done. So I, you know, introduced the idea that we, hey, maybe we could do, maybe we could do a show, you know, during your bicentennial celebration. Right. You're looking to, to touch down with these sort of iconic yeah. events yeah. in the state. And maybe, maybe we could turn that into a TV show is what the idea was. And he was into it. So he, yeah. he, you know, he uh, raised the flag, let, let the people on the, board the planning committee know and they were into it so we ended up putting together this show now we wanted to really experience the hardship of what it must have been like 200 years ago yeah so we went out there a little early and we found what i would consider the baddest trail leading into fort pierce something that that one of the early settlers might have taken just like a two track out in the middle of nowhere the bad river road is the road we found really that goes right along the bad river and you ride that right into Fort Pierre, and the Bad River spills into the Missouri, yep. and that's where they that's where they buried the lead plate that became Fort Pierre, South Dakota. So we took the Bad River, and and we wanted to, um, you know, we wanted to experience it in a similar way that the settlers would have. Absolutely. So we got into a 1970 uh, VW bus. That's very close. The whole band. That's very close. piled in there because you're going to need a team to pull pull that thing. Yeah, right? and we <laughs> and we had uh, the SDPB crew with us. And so we kind of filmed this little ex- experience, this little adventure, yes. this, this little rambling adventure down the Bad River Road into Fort Pier, and then we played a live show right where the Bad River spills into the Missouri, outside of the Silver Spur, mm-hmm. and that w- that's the TV show. You're kidding me. We cut it into a TV show. Isn't that also, that's a famous spot uh, for it Lewis is. and Clark. Yeah. Right? It is a famous spot. Where they met with some uh, Yanktonay, or yep. I, I believe it was, and they were a bit hostile. Yep. 
And, and so they, that's exactly right. And and it's the it's the heart of like a lot of early you know fur trading history. Mm-hmm. It, the Deadwood Trail. I think that didn't the Deadwood Trail start in Fort Pier? That could be. I'm I think it sure. did. So I, the Bad River Road. But the Bad it, River Road is they, there's signs along the Bad River Road that say it's an old Native American trail, even it. older than some of the other trails. So we you know we kind of. We didn't check the facts. <laughs> okay, we don't have. I mean, we all, we always. This is a little inside story. This yeah. is a little. We're we're you know we're uh, knocking over the fourth wall or letting letting yeah. you s- glimpse right. inside the fourth wall. But we don't have a research department. <laughs> we say that we do, <laughs> but and, and so the, but you're just using the signs. The signs said it's one yes. of the earliest. Trails. Well, that's not disputable. No, it's just on, it's on they a were sign. hand-painted signs. Oh, they looked old. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was imagining more of the, we didn't, you know, we didn't have them authenticated, but they seemed pretty old. Yeah. So, and yeah. If, if they were wrong, somebody would have taken them down. Have you been on the bad river road? No, I have not. The cool. It's a great, is it paved? Oh no, not, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's so, so we thought the road started north of Phillip. Yeah. So we stayed at a missile silo. Really? Have you heard of the missile Inn? No. Okay. So we got there a day early. And we stayed north of Phillip because that's where we thought, you know, I had a map that yeah. said the Bad River Road start, started there. We stayed at a place called the Missile Inn. It's a bed and breakfast that was uh, an old missile command center converted into a bed and breakfast. That, was it cool? It, it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> it we, had potential. We had fun. That's good. That's all that matters. But the Bad River Road actually starts north of Midland. And that's where we caught it, and then we rode it into Philip. I see. So and we that, were just a little ways off. And then that takes you into Fort Pier. Yep. Okay. How many? How long a, uh, a journey was this? I in think the it's forty bus? miles. Well, that's not too bad. It takes a long time though, because it starts off as a as a minimum maintenance gravel road. I would say it starts off as a gravel road. Yeah. Quickly, it, <laughs> it quickly. It's quickly less than it that. becomes like minimum maintenance. Yeah. And then it becomes what I would call a dirt road. Mm-hmm. And then there's a stretch where you're not sure that you're on a road. <laughs> it's not a grass road. There's still a trail, but it yeah. could be like a cow trail. Right. There were hoof marks. And then there's uh and then it becomes then it becomes more of a, a maintained road and then it and then at outside of Fort Pier it becomes an, a paved road. Oh man. So you're running the gambit. Yeah, it's like a great say. experience. Uh then that's why it's called the, the Bad, Bad River Road Show. Oh, that's Fantastic, but the Bad River it, it cuts through beautiful country. Yeah, and there's a there's a stretch out there. I'm, I think it's Ted Turner land. Yeah, um, I mean there's like hundreds and hundreds of bison. Yeah, so you you kind of get the sense of what it must have been like because because now it's pretty you know it's beautiful fun tr- frontier, but there's nobody's living out there. No, anymore. and they, all the fences are gone. All the fences are gone. Yeah. That's really cool. How long did it take you then? Well, you're filming and stopping. Yeah, and it took us like a whole day. It took you know it was like a eight to ten hour deal. And did you know where you were going to stop, or you no? Know, you just the only thing we we knew that we wanted to stop along some of these small. There's still the signs of the small towns oh, because cool. the railroad, you know, took right. the Bad River, and every ten miles there was a town because the, there had to be a depot. Actually, I think every five miles there might have been a town because they had to. Didn't they have to fill up with water? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, like I said, the research department, <laughs> but. Something like that. So they checked lot, all the facts later. Yeah, there's a lot of towns along the way. So we would stop, and a couple of the towns we would we would open up the van and we played some tunes. So Kappa, South Dakota, Kappa, go- Kappa. It's a ghost town. Um, 
we played a sold out show there. <laughs> Actually, you know, what do you call? So we, we pulled up outside if of the- nobody shows up, yeah, we, there's nobody in the town. We opened up the VW yeah. in Kappa. We play, we're playing some of our tunes and a real man showed up. <laughs> like what's going on? Or yeah, what? Philip O'Connor. And that is who we wrote our song about. So we wrote the song inspired by Philip O'Connor. We interviewed him. And I would say Philip provided us with the real heart of this television special. I think that we were on this journey, to, mm-hmm. you know, this, we wanted to experience something mm-hmm. and we wanted the show to reflect that. And that was new for us. We had never done something yeah. like that. When we met Philip, I mean, he gave us all the yeah. heart that we needed. Yeah. And, and so we went. That night we wrote a song about Philip, or at least inspired by Philip, right. and then we we debuted it during the show, and that's kind of the that's the end cap of this TV special, the Philip O'Connor song. Well, see now now my my interest is peaked beyond yeah. what it was before because it's got this ghost guy. Yeah, he he may not have been real. That's what we're thinking. Okay, uh, we're going to come right back and talk more with Ted Heron from the Rock Garden Tour and the Bad River Road Show that's showing on Thursday night at Icon Lounge. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. 4.49 on the Patrick well, Lally Show. Well, I don't care if the sun don't shine. I don't care if buckles. the don't chime. Just as long as you love me. That's the, uh, you know, I, I learned Buck Owens from Hee Haw. But he was he was big long before that. He's got some really classic old style country tunes. It's uh it's good stuff. Uh, we're here on the Patrick Lally Show with Ted Heron. I always want to say Heron. Yeah. I and I apologize. Yeah. No, it's no big deal. I I apologize deeply for my lack of pronunciation. I've told you this. I th- I think probably the family, the Heron family, might be pronouncing it wrong because it yeah. doesn't it's spelled like Heron. Yeah. But we pronounce it like the bird. Yeah. Yeah. I do my best. Um. And we're talking about the uh, the big show down at Icon Lounge on Thursday night, the big city premiere of the Bad River Road Show, which is a fundraiser for South Dakota Public Broadcasting. How much is it to get in? Thirty five bucks for non members okay. at the door. You can get tickets online. You're going to have to go to the Facebook page, Rock Garden Tour on Facebook, and uh, you can find information about the event there. But you can you can buy tickets online, but you can also get it at the door. Uh, Thirty five if you're a non SDPB member. Mm-hmm. Twenty five for members, and it is a fundraiser for SDPB. Yeah. So you're not only are you getting a lot of entertainment value for that money, you're also contributing to the greater health of South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Yeah. And this is the screening of our of our new television special. And something so we're excited about. When will I be able to watch it on the actual South Dakota Public Broadcasting? January thirteenth is the air date. Okay. And that I think it's going to be at nine p.m. Uh, we're never quite sure. Yeah. They, they try. They try to fit it into a spot that they think there's a lot of local people listening any or watching anyway. Yeah, right. And so I think that July thirteenth, nine p.m. But that you know that's subject to change. It's like after Masterpiece Theater or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, where you when got... there's a lot of people and they're and they're <laughs> yeah. and they're ready to you know they're just warmed up. <laughs> yeah, They've been watching Masterpiece <laughs> Theater and it was a good warm up, but now they want something with some heart. Yes, you know? they want a midwestern accent. They're just settling in. Yes, and so then that's when we that's when we give them the Rock Garden tour. That's outstanding, and we and just hope they can hang with it, <laughs> not just get overwhelmed by yeah. the the pure ruralness of it. Yeah, we just hope they can hang. Where did you come up with the? And this is kind of a silly question keeping it rural oil can and i drive into brookings and we're in the oldsmobile delta 88 convertible (laughs) 
And I don't know. It was like this, you know, I'll never forget it. We're yelling stuff. We're messing around. Oil can shouts out, keep it rural. <laughs> and it's like, that was the, that was what we were missing. Yep. And then it came together after yeah. that. That's good. Why do you do this? I Obviously you're a businessman. Uh, you're in a creative business, but uh, you, I don't imagine that SDPB is laying the big bucks down for this. Yeah. Why do you do it? Yeah. I think, you know, if you're going to do something like this, it's got to be fun, you mm-hmm. know, and, that, and that's kind of why we do it. Um, it's a fun thing to do. It's a fun, it's a fun way to, uh, to spend your time. You know, I'm not in bowling league. I'm, I do a, I'll do the radio show. Mm-hmm. The other part of that though, is that it feels important. And I don't think it felt important when I first started it, but it's like one of those things that you can't, I can't put this away. You know, like even in business, you have your days where you're like, man, you know, like, I don't know if I can do this forever. Right. Rock Garden Tour is something that I, I've i just never had that, even when it, because it does get challenging. I mean, we do live radio. Um, radio is a tough business in that. Now, this station has been pretty stable, mm-hmm. but, you know, we were on stations that were getting sold and yep. we're jumping around stations. I mean, yep. it's challenging and we're not making any money. So, um, you know, it there's there was a lot of times when I could have just said this is a lot of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, we we had you know phone calls of people that hated us because <laughs> they just couldn't stand that we were talking about squash. <laughs> of all the things, you're yeah, talking that's about. right. You're talking about black squirrels. I heard that. Segment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, can't you do anything important? Yeah, well, but this, this is, is important to me. This, this is the thing that I couldn't put away, and I think why I can't put it away, I can't get over Rock Garden Tour, is that. You know, it seems important because this is this is my connection to the land. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad grew up on the farm. He is a farmer. I grew up on a farm. I helped out on the farm, but now I do something else. Mm-hmm. And I think the radio show has become that connecting point that you got to have. Mm-hmm. And and you know, in in this in this part of the country, the land, you know, farming, rural lifestyle, it's important. And uh, for me, Rock Garden Tour has become that little plot of land that uh, I can I can get out there and. You know, and I think also it's like, um, it's sort of the, uh, well, it's, it's, it's our way to, to, uh, talk about the local memories, Yeah. you know, and kind of preserve that in our own way. An expression of the stuff that's uniquely this part of the world. Lo- yeah. The local nature. Yeah. And I think, um. Not always know. just a part of Minnesota. Right. <laughs> We're yeah, our it own is people. Distinct. It is yes. unique. And, uh, on the show we like to talk about those things in our own way and celebrate them in our own way. That's outstanding. We'll Mm -hmm. leave it there. Coming up Thursday night, you can go down to Icon Lounge and catch the screening of the Bad River Roadshow and uh, go to uh, Rock Garden Tour on Facebook for all the details. Yep. And uh, I'll post some links so you can get a hold of it there at P. Lally Show. Ted Heron, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. It was great. This was really fun. And you're doing, I want to say, you're doing a great job on the show, and I'm really enjoying it. So thanks for having me on. You're very kind. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. 458 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Radio Clash, that means it's the end of the show. Coming up tomorrow, Brian Allen, the big uh, anchor over at KSFY. We're going to talk about news and the biz and all that. It's going to be a blast. Also, the common man will be in for weird friends. Coming up tomorrow, 3 to 5, Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.